0: Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome, everybody, to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I'm joined today by Richard Tallman, Senior Director, Global Cloud Security and MSP for Bitdefender. And Michael Reeves, global MSP sales engineer for Bitdefender. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Appreciate hey. it. So uh, let's start with a little bit of background. I'll start with you, Rich. So, uh, who are you, and, and how did you get here?
1: Uh, Rich Tolman, senior director, global cloud and MSP team. Um, how did I get here? Right, it's it's kind of uh, the 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 trial and error of business. You know, I've been working since nine, so <laughs> it's progressed to here, right here today. So it's, um, but it's uh, you know. With Bitdefender, I've been here about three and a half years. Um, Prior to this, Mike and I worked at another large security firm together in the same space, right? Catering to small, medium-sized companies um, around the world, right? With enhancing their security solutions. So, um, at some point, they they esteem me the director, and uh, we're just taking our vision and the and the work of the of our awesome team at Bitdefender and and trying to get it out to the masses. Yeah, my name is Michael Reeves. I'm. uh, technical
2: director here at Bitdefender, joined the team uh, a little over two years ago, uh, really excited to join Bitdefender. I I've joined the industry back in the 90s. And um, back then, it was uh, security was mostly geared towards the what I would call the large enterprise uh, and government institutions. Uh, they were very concerned about uh, security back then. And about I would say about ten years ago or so, I saw a dramatic shift uh, to where um, malicious actors became auto, auto, uh basically uh, learned about automation, and uh, and so now uh, SMBs need to basically have enterprise grade security uh, for them to protect themselves. And so I saw this shift to where. Uh, Malicious actors started to target uh, small, medium businesses uh, because they were easy targets and they could rapidly turn around um, uh, ransomware attacks and get paid uh, very quickly and move on in an automated way. And so it really, uh, I think, challenged the the SMB space. And and that was where uh, my heart kind of turned towards is trying to help them to
1: secure their environments uh, much like the large enterprise has been doing for years and years and years. So, yeah, so we're out in Arizona and Arizona is primarily made up of SMB. We do have a lot of data centers and we do have a lot of colo facilities out here where people send their, their data to be kind of replicated and backed up. But this is the SMB country, man. And yeah. uh, it, but like Mike said, 10, 12 years ago, you started seeing these little mom and pop type shops that also worked with the larger companies as maybe consultants or outliers. Um, or, or or expert hands, they were being used, right, to get into the big stuff too. So it's like you had this weird, both they were kind of being compromised for the in and of themselves, they might be a financial institution, or they were kind of a consultant or inroad to something bigger. So, and it's only progressing.
0: A lot of people have to realize that when you're under attack, your client's data isn't actually their data. It's most likely their client's data. Yeah. The easy examples are an accountant, right? An accountant's data consists of my data, your data, right? Everybody who is uh, a client of that accountant. The so
1: IRS's, data. <laughs> yeah, the IRS's it's, data. It's going into this bigger entity, right? Yeah, so
0: Exactly. So so there's there's lots of, uh, I don't know, interconnection. It's, it's, it's the bane of the existence of the internet, right? We're yep, all connected, but that means we're all connected. So the topic today is why MSPs and their customers need Uh, managed detection and response Mm. services. So I do have to say Bitdefender is one of the few companies that, you know, has been around, you know, like more than 20 years and has focused a lot on SMB. There's a lot of companies that sort of, they started out saying, Oh, we only care about, you know, Microsoft or HP or something. It's like, okay, that's, that's good for you. Uh, But Bitdefender has been, uh, I I would say, a friend to the SMB since day one. And so so my assumption is everybody knows who you are and we don't have to say that, but I will just note your website, which is bitdefender.com in case anybody has any confusion on that. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about the threat landscape. Uh, everybody knows about ransomware. Everybody knows it's out of control that the bad guys have gotten billions of dollars and now have the budgets to hire the smartest programmers in the world to do evil things. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Does this make you depressed to go to work every day?
1: I don't think it makes us depressed. I think it's a new challenge, right? And in technology, every two years, it's evolving to something new. It's just something new, right? I think where where we've seen it now is we have more extensions to meet that battle right? So you have automation components, our AI engines, right? I think a lot of folks do. You have the, 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 the software, it's in and of itself. And again, we've been around almost 20 years. So we can take that historical perspective and integrate that into how do we help these folks. And then you have now the human element. And then Mike does this so eloquently. How do you take the human expertise to pull out that one or 2% of those anomalies? And what are they, right? And how, how can I now make sense of this to protect people? So Mike, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I think um,
2: for me, it doesn't uh, depress me or anything. But what I, I, the way I look at it is, uh, securing environments uh, consists of basically three things, really. Um, I like to keep things simple, uh, especially in the small medium businesses. I think that message seems to resonate really well. And there are basically three things that I talk about um, that I'm passionate about. Um, when it comes to securing SMBs. There's, there's basically the first area everybody knows uh, as kind of your prevention area of security. These are your automated security controls that are usually implemented, um, well, always implemented by software. So you've got security software that you have running uh, in your systems. The second area, is an area that most people don't talk about in the SMB that I think is really, really critical. And that's in the area of system hardening or reducing your risk uh, by reducing the attack surface for criminals. Uh, so that would be um, anywhere from making sure that you rotate your passwords, uh, make sure you patch your systems, you know, basic blocking and tackling that it's, it's kind of like, I, I use this analogy, when you go to the mall with your family in your car, uh, everybody closes the door, you lock the door to your car uh, before you go into the mall. Um, if you don't do that, you're basically, if you imagine a family going to, into the mall and they leave the car, all the doors are wide open, there's no alarm system, You just become a very easy target for attackers. And so system hardening is about shutting the doors of your car, turning on your alarm system. You know, it's things like, um, you know, patching. It's things like reducing vulnerabilities in your environment, uh, passwords. Those types of behaviors really reduce the attack surface. So that's the second area of security that we talk about. And the third area of security, which is uh, the topic of today, is is what I call the human element of security. So there are tools nowadays, um, like EDR and others, that provide visibility into different threats in your environment, uh, and those that visibility is for uh, human resources to deal with. So. Uh, the question becomes: Who are those resources? Are there your own internal resources? Are they a partner's resources? Are they a vendor's resources? But somebody has to be looking at your environment from a security perspective, twenty-four by seven, by three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Um, there is no downtime. It has to be there because if you're, if the attackers get past your hardening. And they get past your automated security controls then the humans come into play to defend your environment and that's where it becomes really critical to determine who those humans are and and hire and train the best team uh, for your environment to protect uh, you against uh, the criminal element so almost that's, makes me wonder. that's why yeah is it, is it even possible to
0: secure a network without an IT Uh, service provider, right, that somebody has to not only make sure all the patches, fixes, and updates are applied and reapplied, and that when you (laughs) install something that opens an old hole, it gets repatched, but you also need training. You need to literally have somebody who sits down and tells your staff, do this, don't do that, look for this, just be aware, Uh, especially with phishing attacks, but for everything, you know, education is huge, and, and so you need a partner to help you do that.
1: Yeah, I think, right. I think one of the things, too, is, is expose the things you don't even know about, right? So how many systems are out there? You know, who's behind the system? What, what's the unknown so that we can make it known? And uh, once it is known, is it, is it malicious <laughs> or is it benign? You know, it's like, how do we go from there? Like, what can we do? So, um, yeah, it, it becomes somewhat overwhelming, especially in this age of digital, where um, things are just connected and interconnected and just you don't even know where stuff is or where people are. Yeah, so
0: uh, so let's back up just a tiny bit. What does managed detection and response mean to Bitdefender?
2: Hmm. So I would say managed detection response means to Bitdefender where that human element of security, you outsource that uh, responsibility to Bitdefender. Um, where we have a a fully staffed managed security operations center with highly trained individuals that are your eyes and ears into your environment, um, looking at various threats to your environment, determining whether they're benign or whether they're malicious. If they're malicious, then take action on your behalf to secure your environment against intruders. Um, and, and that service, I think where it's really exciting to me uh, is normally that service uh, uh, to onboard that service uh, is a really, it's it's a really painful process. Uh, at least it's been in the past. Um, I think this is where the unique value of Bitdefender is gonna come into the market uh, next month where we've, um, Build that service uh, into our product, so you can consume it uh, and enable it right from within the product. And because our SOC team uses the product in the delivery of that service, there's a there's an on we we've taken we've kind of not completely automated the onboarding process. You still have to. Click a box in in Gravity Zone, our product, to say I want this service. But that's all you have to do is in is initiate that onboarding, and the rest of uh, of that onboarding process takes behind uh, takes place behind the scenes, um, and uh, is and it comes online very very quickly because we enable. The telemetry of your security environment into our SOC in an automated way, and that's a that's a phenomenal leap forward as far as technology is concerned uh, for the industry.
1: Yeah, so. I think I think it, it it we take it a step for the SMB right or or but we've had our SOC operations center for over four years right we and they are working as an MDR or extra hired hired hands. For a lot of people around the world today, what we did is we said, "Hey, well, time out." There's this giant community out here that needs just what they have, but it's really hard to go from an automated software solution to sock Overwatch in a sense, or these people uh, based out of San Antonio and also Romania and London. Um, how do we take that process and make it easier? So through our product team, help figuring out what it is that the community needed. Right? What does the two-man shop need versus the the ten thousand-person shop? And we've made it really consumable and easy to digest from an automation component. So from the automation component to the services, the onboarding to the, now we're watching. And we've made it really streamlined, right? And again, we're not perfect in any way, shape or form, um, but it's, I think that what we're, what we're doing is meeting a large need for the, for the SMB community that's out there today. So yeah.
0: dig in just a little bit when you say uh, uh, that you're watching and so forth. Uh, I have a client that's whatever, they got 15 employees. Uh, What exactly are you doing? You're you're looking at all of their data. You're looking at their traffic. You're looking at their behaviors.
2: Oh, good question. So basically what we do is when you turn on the telemetry within Gravity Zone, Bitdefender, um, our our automated prevention layer, that first area of security, covers multiple threat vectors in an environment. So we look at um, the behavior on the network uh, that touches that endpoint. We look at the processes that are running. We look at the applications that are running. We look at the web traffic that is um, moving to and from that A machine. So any data or communication that is touching that system, that telemetry moves into our SOC team. It is compiled and normalized. And then from that, we look at anomalous behavior in that environment. And if there are anomalous behaviors going on in that environment, so there's an active threat situation, then our analysts by using our solution can remote into that environment and take care of um, security incidents remotely. And that's what they do. Um, There's a a trained team, there's multiple levels of analysts and engineers, and they also are back ended by a, a, a pretty unknown group within Bitdefender uh, we've got about two to 400 engineers, depending on how you label them, that work in threat hunting, and they are security engineers that, that not only work with businesses, but they also work with government entities. They're basically uh, security threat hunters, and so this SOC team is also back-ended by that intellectual property as well that we can really respond to various incidents. And we have a global view uh, of security uh, because of the telemetry that we get from all of our endpoints all over the world. So uh, it's a really, really phenomenal service, Uh, but basically they're gonna respond on your behalf uh, by seeing security threats in your environment.
0: And and so you have hundreds of hundreds, hundreds. Unsung yes. heroes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all have little lapels that say unsung hero. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and they are like sort of uh, in real time, like yes. fighting the bad guys who yes. are literally the other people on the other side of the world yeah. trying Correct. to break in.
1: Yeah. And through, yeah. Our, through our SOC service, you have your security analyst, your expert. And these people come from industry, right? They've been doing it a long time, either former military, former government agency. Um, or they might have gone to school, right? There's a strategic reason why we put this facility in San Antonio, Texas. That's where both the Cyber Warfare Command um, is based. So when people are done and retired, they can migrate over to Bitdefender. Or you know, UTSA down there, University of Texas San Antonio, has one of the premier um, online, uh, or not online, but degrees in cybercrime, right, um, and research and analysts. So we've got kind of both paths. We also have the our instance, our labs team out of Cluj. Um, which is Mike was talking about. So there are hundreds and hundreds of people that are dedicated that all kind of formulates back into this, like you have your analyst, right? But then behind the analyst, there's this army of people coming to the need of maybe just that one or two man or 15 person shop. Yeah. And I think that's also really unique, uh, a
2: unique value proposition as well. Normally a service like an MDR service is kind of an, if you're a partner or customer, it's an all or nothing proposition. So let's say you're an MSP and you've got 100 customers and only three of them really need this type of service. In most uh, other solutions, the other 97 customers of yours have to take the service because those three need the service. So you have to offer it as a blanket service for all of your customers which really drives up costs in the Bitdefender solution. You can basically say only those three, I'm gonna go ahead and onboard the rest of the 97, they don't have to have that service. So you can really customize your offering and it's with Bitdefender, it's not an all or nothing kind of proposition uh, to onboard this type of service.
0: So here's a question you may not wanna answer, but- Yeah. with all those people and all those resources mm-hmm. at play, uh, how expensive is this? Because the it seems to me uh, if I'm going to put this on a desktop and I say, OK, you know, you got to pay 400 people's light bills and their mortgage. <laughs> 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 right. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> yes. So so how can this be reasonably priced for uh, SMB?
1: And there is a difference, right, from let's say our enterprise MDR offering that's been offered for four plus years to this solution, in a Mm -hmm. sense, same people just meeting a different need. I'd like to say, and I don't want to give exact prices, but it's very cost correct and cost appropriate for this SMB community. Um, You should be able to get, you know, and, and if you look at the grander spectrum of, of what a small business what it takes to run a small business you've got to buy hardware you've got to buy software applications a layer on the hardware you have people outside you might need quickbooks it's all this stuff right and i always like to say like if it was 100% you wouldn't need security or backups right because i don't need back why do i need to back up my stuff you know it's i this is perfect or why do i need security there's no bad people out there but unfortunately things fail so you have to have multiple copies in multiple places, and there are malicious actors out there that want to take your stuff, so they can go make money or you know do some other nefarious things. So, um, with that being said, it's like we take the automation component right of our software, and because the teams can ingest this data and this telemetry inside, we get a deep, deep, deep dive into what's going on, and because we do that and we layer in twenty plus years of software engineering, you know our, our machine learning. Uh, Mike likes to call it machine learning 2.0 with our uh, advanced threat security analytics, our hybrid attack um, to all this cool stuff. We don't have to, the overhead isn't quite there compared to others. Let's say that's out yeah. there, right? So we combine and we marry the two of software engineering with people to bring this very cost-correct solution out there to the market. Yeah, I, I would echo
2: Rich's uh, comments. I think we we keep the price low for basically two reasons. One is uh, our automated security layer is really, really good. So the the overhead for human resources in a Bitdefender environment uh, is less than other products in the market because we are so effective in that uh, prevention layer of security, that first layer of security. But the second reason why I think it's really um, Cost-effective is because we've built in just like in our product, we built in a ton of automation. We've built in a ton of automation into the service. So our human resources, which are the most expensive part of that um, process and that solution, are narrowly focused. They they have to do threat hunting and they have to do responsive actions but things like onboarding the service, things like that have other costs associated with them, we've pulled all of those costs out through automation. So they're basically, we only require them to be a security service rather than an onboarding service and doing all these other tasks that are normally associated with an MDR service. So we've ripped all of those costs out through automation.
0: Right. So it's uh, you know it's a tough time to be uh, an IT consultant, right? That yep. the, the the threats grow every day, and some new one pops up every twenty minutes. Um, what do you say to people who say I I don't think I want to offer security services. I want to I want to uh, outsource that to another consultant who does that. Who can who can spend their time and energy keeping up with it because I'm too small to offer actual right. security to my clients? What would you say to them?
1: Well, I think that's where the yeah. NBR comes in. Yeah, go ahead, Rich. No, I was gonna say it's a good question because it's almost like you don't have a choice anymore. Right? Yeah. So whether you're going to go out and find the experts and bring them on board so you can have that that uh, that second or third layer of provision over everything, like, hey, what what's going on? Or you're going to work and partner with someone, right? Uh, and this goes back to maybe the cyber insurance component we might not have a choice <laughs> right they might force us down this path right i mean so it's it's a matter of or or is it both right do you want to build it yourself and leverage some exterior um com, uh, experts to come alongside you to help right to see the things that maybe you don't so it's um I, I think that's kind of where we are with the market there is a shift towards that component um things are getting fast just like we're awesome at our automation as mike mike mentions um the cyber crime folks are just as awesome right so they're constantly coming up and there's this chess chess master cat, uh, cat and mouse game constantly what do you have what do we have we counter what they have so that's awesome but you still have to have the people behind the the keyboards to, to really see what's going on behind the scenes to make sure that if something does get through what is it and how can we fix it asap so mike go ahead i cut yeah. you off
2: no, I, I I agree. I don't think you I think if you're a small, medium business, I don't think you have a choice anymore. Uh, in the past, I think you did have a choice uh, because most of the incidents and most of the threats were just kind of benign. They were they would deface your website or they would, you know, it was. The days. <laughs> it was an irritation. I, I called it back then an irritation. It was problematic because then you had to go solve the issues that were created. But nowadays, the the stakes are so high for small medium business where you have business ending events that could happen. So most um, you know small medium businesses don't have the resources to recover from like a ransomware attack or things like that, or it's so costly that um, a bit, it's really sad, but a lot of businesses go out of business. Um, and so these, these incidents are no longer a benign in nature. They have uh, real ramifications for the viability of the business moving forward. And so I don't think you have a choice anymore. I think it's just like, Everybody locks their doors as they go into the mall. It's kind of like that now because we've got systems that can pick out the car that from miles away that has their doors open. It's, it's just that's the way of the world nowadays. Everything is connected um, and only accelerating. So anything that's connected to the internet is at risk. Um, And so if your business is online and and there are very few businesses, if any, that can survive not being online in some way, shape or form. So if you're online, you've got to be able to protect yourself. And um, and so I don't think you have a choice anymore. I think it's uh, the cost of doing business at at this point uh, for the small, medium business and also for the partner community. That servicing into that business, yeah. you don't have a choice anymore either. You either do it yourself
1: or you outsource it to somebody who knows what they're doing, right? So we yeah, kind of, a couple I think girl, like, left. the, the biggest thing is like the shortage of IT hands, right? They're not out there, right? right. Like, there is a huge demand for this, so yeah. it's um, with the with the IT shortage and you know supply chains getting attacked, um, and you know people leveraging more on cloud platforms, like Mike said. There's there's this outsourcing going on. But how do I have the the security to know where my stuff is and how can I ensure that we're protected and safe? So it's a, it's kind of a combination of this connected and interconnectedness, that's you know with a limited supply of people, and that's where we again we bring our expertise and our and our um, automation component to the market. Right.
0: Well, and on top of all that, we obviously we have to have you guys back because there's too much to cover. But <laughs> yeah. top of all that is insurance, and we literally have oh, yeah. one minute left. But you know how can people feel safe that if they partner with Bitdefender that they're going to be safe tomorrow? Because it's one thing to say, okay, in the past, I had to worry about them defacing my website. I'd go back to that in a minute, <laughs> right? Yeah. But in the future, who knows what what the next kind of attack is going to be? So how do I yeah. know that Bitdefender is my mm-hmm. right choice going forward?
2: I, I would say a couple of things. One is... Uh, We are an engineering-driven company, so we're an R&D company, and we are security-focused only. So I I see in the industry a lot of kind of consolidation and stuff, and um, a lot of times companies, when they consolidate and broaden out their uh, portfolios to include other areas other than security, they become defocused on really securing uh, environments Bitdefender is focused on security and we are also focused on um, engineering and development and R&D and a a large portion of our revenue goes back into R&D. So we are constantly evolving uh, as a company and as threats are, are coming into the market, we have the resources, the people resources to develop code, to develop responsive actions, to develop intellectual property then we that we pump back into the product as well as the people resources
1: here at BitDefender. And so we're constantly evolving. So yeah, and I, I would echo that in the sense of a good friend of mine, Jay likes to say it's like it's not a matter of if it's when, right So when it does happen, who are you going to bring to the table that's already been there and done that right and i would like to say that Bitdefender, with almost 21 years of experience from the both automation component and the security analyst side and the data sciences component we bring all of that together to to help fight for you right and that's it's time and time again we look at last year and the large breaches that took place we were there right we were there helping you know and um i like to say that we we like to just give ourselves, we really do. And and we really like to to make sure people are okay and they feel um, comfortable in knowing that we're going to be in that fight with them. Very good.
0: Sadly, we're out of time, but thank you both. I appreciate it. And we will have you back. Uh, The website is bitdefender.com. Richard Tallman and Michael Reeves, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for
0: having us.